Hey, this is Jocelyn. Welcome to the Meliora Mentor Podcast. Meliora means better in Latin, and I want to encourage a better you through finding better thoughts in motherhood and pregnancy. And today is our pregnancy episode. I try and do a pregnancy episode a week and a motherhood mindset episode. And today is continuing our little series that I've been doing on gestational diabetes. Today I had the privilege of interviewing a mom that had twins with gestational diabetes. So if you are pregnant with twins, Caitlin gives a lot of valuable insight in dealing with the hard diagnosis of gestational diabetes. Hi, I'm Jocelyn, the host of the Meliora Mentor Podcast. Meliora means better in Latin. I encourage better thoughts for a better you and a better life through taking small steps in thought and action. I help pregnant women and mothers to find positivity in their season of life through changing their thoughts to work for them and not against them. I help mothers find the small, doable steps without making drastic changes to their everyday life and I can help you. Thanks for joining. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Jocelyn, and today I have a good friend, Caitlin, with me. I'll let Caitlin tell a little bit about herself. Yeah, thanks, Jocelyn. Um, I'm Caitlin Duffy. I currently live in Minnesota, and um, I am actually a roommate or a past roommate of Jocelyn's. We met our first semester of college and um, have kept in touch through social media. And um, But a little bit about me, I am a mom to four girls. And um, I, uh, my oldest is almost eight. She'll be eight next week. And then I have twins who are four and a half. And then my youngest is nine months. She's a little miracle baby who was born early, but we are so grateful that we're all here and happy and doing well as a family of six. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm echoing. <laughs> Caitlin had a, a, a scary experience with that. That might be a pos- podcast for another time, but today I asked Caitlin to come on the podcast to talk about gestational diabetes and she actually had it with all three of your pregnancies correct yeah and with the twins so tell us your story about your experience with dealing with gestational diabetes yes um gestational diabetes I seriously don't wish upon like anyone like my worst enemy like it's awful I'll just straight up say it oh no (laughs) (laughs) um but you hope that you can get through it and it's usually just temporarily. Um, but I did have, um, gestational diabetes in all three of my pregnancies. Um, quick little overview. My first pregnancy was like perfect until I got diagnosed with gestational diabetes. I had no complications, no morning sickness. I'm like, man, if this is how pregnancy is, I'll have 10 babies. Like, (laughs) um, I totally was like, didn't think anything could really go wrong, but, um, I had a family history of gestational diabetes. My mom actually had it. Um, there's four children in my family and 
she thinks that the older two, she had it, but it was undiagnosed, but then um, she regulated it herself too um, when the younger two, myself included, um, were, yeah. And so anyways, um, usually get diagnosed with gestational diabetes between 24 and 28 weeks. And you take that lovely glucose test with the drink that tastes horrible and is way too sugary. <laughs> um, but that's when diagnosis happens. And usually you can maintain it yourself through diet and exercise. Um, but other times, especially with my twins, when it was very difficult um, to manage on my own, um, I had to do insulin and metformin, which is a, a medication to help regulate, uh, your blood sugars and different things. So, um, but yeah, so my first one, it wasn't too bad. I could do diet and exercise. Um, but obviously your exercise when you're pregnant, is just like a slow walk or, you know, a brisk walk to the mailbox or something like that. Um, but so, um, I was going to ask you a question about diet. So what do you have okay. to change or what did you change that seemed to work for you? Perfect. Okay. Um, so what I had to change, um, in my diet is I got very familiar with carbs. Um, uh, normally when you get diagnosed, they have you meet with a dietitian and I had some experience with my major in health science with this stuff, but until you have to apply it yourself, it's pretty difficult to like fully understand. Um, so you really want to pay attention to carbs and um, because carbs transfer into sugar. And of course, I'm not a doctor or anything. So this is just my personal experience and um, my own knowledge. But um, uh, you kind of have to balance it out with protein. So like low carb, but high protein diet, but you can't, that's kind of sounds familiar to like a keto diet, but, mm -hmm. um, you can't be in ketosis when you are pregnant because that burns too much fat and just ketones get transferred to the placenta. And so that was something that I had to learn all about and actually take ketone tests in the morning, urinate on a stick and be sure I wasn't in ketosis. So it's all about balance, like figuring out what carbs and what proteins to pair it with to just kind of regulate your, um, regulate your diet and your blood sugar. Um, but one thing that I found was interesting because I'm like, why is this like happening to me? Why is my body like not working as, you know, as it should, because like, like I said, everything was perfect in the first 26 weeks. And then all of a sudden I just, boom, got this. And, um, and I, uh, was just thinking, you know, I, I was in my thoughts. So you had to balance with your proteins and your carbs. Was it hard to change your diet while being pregnant? Cause I feel like when I'm pregnant, I'm just ravenous and I want to eat everything. So was that difficult to do? Yes, very much so because I craved sweets and, um, sweets are sugar obviously. And so right. that will, um, raise your blood sugar. So 
one thing I found out um, of why this is my thought. <laughs> now I come back. <laughs> um, when when uh, when you are diagnosed with gestational diabetes, it was explained to me by my doctor because I was like, why is this happening to me? I feel like my body's failing myself. It was all perfect in the first 26 weeks. And then now I have to make all these changes and everything. And um, how it was explained to me is that when your placenta is growing, that hormone that makes your placenta grow it actually um, kind of shuts off or inhibits the production of insulin. And so as you continue to get larger, and that's where it happened to be really difficult with my twins, because I had two placentas, um, mm -hmm. it happened almost a little bit sooner in my pregnancy that um, I wasn't making any insulin. And the test kind of showed that is when you take the glucose test and they test you after an hour, two hours, three hours, uh, my numbers kept going up because I wasn't, you know, compensating it with proteins and I wasn't on any medication or having any insulin myself. So, um, so yes, um, it was very hard as a pregnant woman to one, you need to have a certain amount of calories in your diet each day. And with twins that doubled almost even I, they wanted me to have um, like 3,000 calories, 3,500 calories per day. And when you're only having a little bit of um, carbs and a lot of protein, that's a lot of eggs and a lot of meat. Like you're just, oh, it's eggs. You just, <laughs> it doesn't even sound good when you're pregnant. Because again, I wanted the French toast and the brownies and all those things that just sounded good. And and um, so I really had to change my mindset with that, that you have to, you know, everything in moderation. And um, like, I was like, but I can't have my brownies and I can't do this. And my dietitian was like, oh, Caitlin, you can have a brownie, but you can have a bite of a brownie, not like a Costco brownie or a cookie or something. <laughs> like, you have to figure out what works well for you. And um, so as... Um, one thing I had to do was take my blood sugar four times a day. And if I had a good number, I was having a treat. I'm like, oh, a little chocolate. Okay, sweet. It will be okay. Um, but sadly, that wasn't the case with the twins. I just like could not um, regulate my numbers with diet and exercise. We had to have a whole lot more intervention, um, which I can go into that later yeah what did, did the intervention or yeah let's actually talk about that right now what what you talked about did you say metformin is that what it was called yeah metformin um again I'm not a doctor so I don't know the scientific of everything but no you're good this, <laughs> I this know was... it helps to regulate and I know not every doctor uses that um because of my last my last pregnancy I um we won't go into all that, but I, uh, my doctor wasn't thrilled with it, but another doctor suggested it. And so it, I didn't know that there was really controversy with it because I just, what my first doctor told me I kind of did. And, um, but yeah, metformin was something I took in the middle of the day to just kind of like keep things at, at bay and just, um, 
still continue counting carbs and doing my protein diets. Um, but yeah, it was an oral medication. So it's just a big pill that you swallow. And, um, and it was suggested to me to take at lunchtime to kind of help keep things under control, um, throughout the day. But, um, I then had to, that wasn't doing the numbers exactly how they wanted them to be. So they had me doing insulin morning and night. And, um, that was a really interesting process because you have to obviously poke yourself and give yourself a shot every day. I was going to ask you how to give a shot. Yeah. What, along with already pricking your fingers four times a day. And, um, and so it was not comfortable. I couldn't do it myself. Like you had the vial and everything, which now they have the fun little guns or whatever, but, um, my insurance didn't cover that. So we did the syringe and the vial and my husband had to pinch the side and <laughs> me every morning. And it was really like a, I don't know, a game to see. You start with one dose and see if it works. And you're like, oh, it improved a little bit, but then not exactly. So you try it for a few days and then I would get instruction. Okay, you need to go up a few more um, yeah, units or however they measure it out. And so then you do more and see how that worked. And at the same time, you're growing more. So it's like your insulin's more. So, so it was like, until from like, from about 32 weeks to the end, and I carried my twins to 37 weeks. Um, wow. Every day I was increasing the units of insulin. It was just like, well, five didn't work. So let's do six and six didn't work. Let's do seven. And we just kept going and it, uh, still on top of, um, you know, counting your carbs and doing everything, which it just gets frustrating after a while. You're like, I'm doing everything I should be doing. And this is not working. And, and actually, um, usually they recommend like, if you have high numbers, you should go on like a walk and that should bring them down. And when I was pregnant with the twins, I don't know if it was just like so much for my body to do. Cause I was like a lot there with twins. Um, but I would go on a walk and come home just to like one little loop around the block and test my blood sugars and they would be higher. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> just yeah. my body and that's one thing too with gestational diabetes is they keep a close eye on those babies, um, your baby or babies. In my case with the twins, um, you do like the non-stress tests twice a week and ultrasounds too, twice a week. Usually. Oh my goodness. I went Tuesdays and Fridays were my days and I was there for a long time, sadly, because with, I don't know if you've ever had those non-stress tests, but they put the belly bands on you and you have the clicker in your hand and you're clicking the different, um, movements and they're making sure the baby's moving enough and check in the heart rates and contractions and all the things, but there's just a lot of risk with gestational diabetes and, um, they're just, they get really concerned. So they're just on like high alert that, your high risk pregnancy. That's one thing. 
they tell you you're high risk and it's just like, oh no, what's going to happen to me? Like, this is the worst thing ever. And um, it's not. <laughs> it's, they just right. want, there's a lot of health complications that can come with gestational diabetes. Um, and that's like preeclampsia, high blood pressure. Um, you know, your baby can get too big for its small organs to handle. So I... I don't know if this is the actual term, but they kind of explained it to me as like fat baby syndrome that, you know, your baby's this big baby, but it has tiny organs that's trying to like keep up with the large body and they don't want you to gain that, have that baby gain too much weight from that. Um, Luckily that was never my problem. I had really small five pound babies and um, even the twins, uh, my oldest with so I delivered at 37 weeks with all, all my girls, <laughs> other than Mimi, which would be a different story, my youngest, um, but uh, my oldest, 37 weeks, I got preeclampsia, um, high blood pressure that they, um, they induced me and I had her at 37 weeks. And then the twins, I carried as far as I could. And then I started getting the high blood pressure and they're like, from your history previous, we're just going to take them tonight. And I'm like, yay, I don't have to be pregnant anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that was my experience is that I, you know, get the high blood pressure, get the um, starting cases of preeclampsia that they're like, yeah, you're far enough along that we need to kind of shut this down. Um, it was explained to me too with the, I didn't realize like, why is blood pressure such a big thing? Um, but like your blood is going through your body like so much faster and um, which then goes through your placenta and it actually wears out your placenta, which it's just like not a good environment for your baby to be in, which I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And so they're like, why make it worse before, you know, if they can prevent it? or yeah if they could take the baby at a healthy stage then just do it you know because yeah you you only feel worse and you're like seeing stars and you're getting you could have seizures and different things and so yeah yeah so my first baby I actually had that preeclampsia and I actually did have the seizures um thankfully it was a good doctor that saved my life um because I was gonna we both were goners. <laughs> there wasn't medical history or medical intervention like we have today. So that is a miracle. Um, and you said my, one of the questions I did have was about big babies, but you said your babies actually were not big. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, which my first, um, I was on bed rest for a few days cause they were, I went in on a Friday and had really high blood pressure and it was kind of funny um you're like did you run here I'm like yeah me pregnant like running to my appointment I was like no I've just been sitting here you know and they're like oh okay and they like brought in like three different blood pressure machines to be sure like nothing was wrong and they ended up just like doing my blood pressure with the stethoscope in like the old-fashioned way and they're like yeah no your blood pressure is pretty high I don't know the number 
but um they were like do you need to lay down we're just gonna monitor you and I think they strapped the non-stress test to me and um I had just had ultrasound and new baby was fine saw her moving and everything so I wasn't too worried but then um and my husband didn't even come with me to that appointment and uh so they brought um, my husband, my husband met me and the doctor came back and they're like, no, you're going straight to the hospital. And I was they're like, don't go home. You need to go to the hospital. And this is our first baby. We had no idea what's going on. Um, but it was just preeclampsia was starting and the high blood pressure was going. But I was only like 36 in like five days or something. So they wanted me to get to the 37 week mark. So I was on bed rest for that time until I reached, um, 37 weeks. And I had a nurse, this is where I was getting to. I had a nurse that kept saying, Oh, we're going to have a big baby here. And like, Oh, you have gestational diabetes, big babies coming, big baby. And I was just like, don't tell me that I would cry every time she left of being hormonal. And I'm like, I don't want a big baby and she came out five pounds ten ounces this little tiny peanut that and then didn't need any NICU time or anything she was just like healthy and camp and and then I think that same nurse came back later and was like oh she's a little baby and I'm like yeah she's a little baby (laughs) like I don't know so I never experienced that but I had heard stories that um of babies who do get too big, which frightened me. That's why I was like, I'm sticking to my diet. I'm doing this, um, that they do get too big and like they're stuck in the birth canal or like get injured, like break their collarbone coming through. And I was just like, I can't do that to my babies. You know, as a mom, like obviously nobody would want that to happen to their baby, but, um, I was like, I'm going to do whatever I can. And sacrifice all my sugar treats because I don't want a big baby right and I don't know if that was really a concern of my doctors too bad with the twins because twins are normally born small so I was always like on my doctor like I need to take this test early like I'm kind of feeling some symptoms of gestational diabetes like should we do this and he's like I'm not worried. You need to get your 3000 calories and you need to just, just focus on gaining weight. And I'm like, great. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. But, um, once I was, you know, everything turned out and those twins were uh, good size. Five, five, 11 and five, two were my twins. So wow. That's really impressive for twins. Yeah, it was. Um, one had to do a little bit of NICU time just because she aspirated some fluid um, coming out. But gotcha. yeah, that's pretty common with twins. But, um, but so it worked out even with all the stress of the blood pressure or the blood pressure, the blood glucose levels, the insulin, the metformin. But I, I think it just really comes down to um, your doctor's monitoring of the babies and making sure, you know, you are doing all that you can do. Cause really ultimately that is all you can do is the best that you can do. And one mold doesn't fit all sadly with gestational diabetes. And I found that to be true with each pregnancy, which obviously a single pregnancy to a twin pregnancy was very different, but, um, 
I know certain days I would follow one, you know, one regimen of food, like this is what I had for breakfast. This is my snack. This is my lunch, another snack. And I'm like, oh, my numbers were perfect. I'm going to do that same exact thing. Like I'm going to get boring with your diet, eating the same thing, but I would do the same exact thing, not have any treats or anything. And the numbers would be off. And I just did this, you know, it was, yeah, that sometimes you're like, well, maybe I just need to eat a little bit more protein before bed, um, have, I don't know. And some carbs transfer higher because there's more sugar in it. And it's, it's really, really hard. It, oh, it's like, all I have to say is it's hard. <laughs> That's why I don't wish it upon anyone because it's frustrating. It's emotional. It's, yeah, you could do one thing one day and it works perfect. And the next day it's off the charts. You're like, what? For the love, come on, <laughs> you know? Yes. That's really hard that nothing really seemed to make a difference that you couldn't like, just like you say, why is my body doing this? Why can't I, I fix this and, and have it work right? That would be, that would be really hard and discouraging. But I also love the fact of finding the hope, like you did normal pregnant or twin pregnancy, which is stational diabetes, healthy girls, and you found tools that you were able to help you get through it. And that's really inspirational. Before we close up, do you have anything else insightful you want to add for moms who are experiencing gestational diabetes? Yeah. Um, give yourself grace because it's not your fault that your body is not working the way you intended it to be. Um, yeah, again, no, there's not one size fits all with gestational diabetes. Um, counsel with your dietitian as much as you can. I had great resources of that um, to call her or um, keeping a log to see, you know, what did go well, try that again. Um, it was a lot of ups and downs, like you call them and like, well, you can try that. Let's try it and see if it works. And then we're like, oh, well, that was a fail. Let's try this. And you know, so um, luckily there is a lot because keto is like a trend right now to eat that there are a lot of like high protein things. Um, so just do your research of what you, you can with the carbs and proteins because that was one thing that was really eye-opening to me is that, you know, a, a, something you eat on a regular basis, like ketchup has so many carbs and you just like, wouldn't think of it. And you're like, that's my carbs for my whole dinner right there. And <laughs> two tablespoons of ketchup. You're like, oh, fried potatoes. And with that, like, holy cow, no wonder people have a problem. And, um, but just keep pushing forward and it hopefully will go away when you're done. That was my experience being once the baby was out within 24 hours, I didn't have diabetes anymore, which is like crazy. Like, how is your body, you know, so regulated with this. And then all of a sudden that placenta is out and all of a sudden your body makes insulin again. Like our bodies are so remarkable in many ways, but, um, hopefully it's not always long-term. Um, one thing I did learn though, which is kind of sad for me is that, um, 
it's a possibility to get like type two diabetes later on in life. If you've had gestational diabetes, um, I don't know how accurate that really is or what, but something that I consciously think about at times that I'm like, I, I should be better about, you know, my weight or exercise and just kind of maintain everything and hope that later on, I don't get it, but, um, it just happened. So it's, you know, and sometimes people have pre-diabetes and then they have gestational diabetes really bad and, and realize like that's part of their life that they have actually diabetes and they need to regulate it. So, um, again, one size doesn't fit all. So those are my experiences, but, um, you can do it moms. <laughs> so more yes. I love that. I love that because, and that's, I'm actually doing a few interviews on this because, because that I've got like different story from everyone about how some were able to control it through, through diet and some were not. And right. so it's not a one size fit all, but I want to just help get insight and other people's experiences to help those who are trying to move forward. So thanks right. for being on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We'll talk again soon. Perfect. Thanks. If pregnancy is hard for you, if gestational diabetes is hard for you, if you find yourself in many negative spirals where it just feels impossible, it feels so hard to get through, it feels so hard to have to implement one more thing to the way you, li- you are living, it feels so hard to feel the worry and the stress of the unknown. If your mind is just having a hard time staying positive, I invite you to look at my positive pregnancy program. The link to it is always in the show notes. And I hope that if you are having a hard time finding a positive pregnancy, that I can help you. Thank you for listening to these episodes. Thank you for giving yourself grace and for keeping moving forward even when it's hard, even when you have to deal with gestational diabetes. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of the Meliora Mentor Podcast, for listening, for sharing, and for most of all, applying these tools into your own life to improve your own happiness so that you can find your own better thoughts for a better you and a better life through taking small steps in thought or action to reach your goal. If you are one of those individuals who have an inner desire but are having a difficult time making progress in your goals, I can help you find the small, doable steps without drastic changes to your everyday life. Reach out, let's connect, and let's see you move forward. My name is Jocelyn, and I thank you for listening. Until next time.